Fellow knowledge seekers, I hope you've had a chance to listen to the Waterline podcast on iTunes or in your Android podcast app. People ask me all the time, Shane, what's the future look like? Are we going to flourish? Are we are, are we going to drive ourselves to extinction? Are we going to destroy everything? Are we going to create heaven on earth? A big part of that incredibly complicated question is water. Water is absolutely fundamental to life. And knowing what is going on with water, the various technologies, the economics, political, social, behavioral, technological, and environmental aspects of water around the globe is really fundamental to understanding questions like that. And if you guys are into science and learning about things that affect our lives and the world, which I know you are, I believe the Waterline podcast is for for you. I just finished a episode called Water for All Regulation all about comparing the different regulations in different areas like the Israeli water law passed in 1959 and comparing how their system of of regulating water compares to California's model of regulating and how We might work together to figure out the best pros and the cons of different systems all around the world. Very, very important stuff. Please check out the Waterline podcast on your Android app and at the iTunes store. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Here We Are podcast. Happy holidays and New Year and all that good stuff exciting, wonderful times. Hope it's not too stressful for you. I know this can be a stressful time for some folks. For me, when I was young, it was a it was a weird, confusing time where I had to pretend uh, to believe in things that I didn't. And now it's a wonderful, confusing time where I have to pretend in things that I don't. So it's just through a rosier lens. Same confusion, but uh, happier about it now in, in my age. <laughs> I won want to thank so we had the myco meditations retreat which we're going to be talking about in this episode and i wanted to take a second special thanks to the here we are listeners that showed up christian my new friend from sweden uh who is uh sitting in a bathtub right now listening to this he listens to the here we are podcast in the bath he shared with me that's a big share and i respected him for it uh Forklift driving, video gamer, really felt like a, a strong uh, bond. I'm both into video games and forklift driving, and I do neither anymore, but enjoy both. Uh, and we had Mike in Canada, Rohal in New York, Nick in Minnesota, Mark in Alabama, John in New Zealand, of course, and Heidi and Steve in Massachusetts. It was so awesome. I didn't know what it was going to be like um, meeting a bunch of uh, podcast fans. It was there was a bunch of other people there as well, not just listeners to the show, but but there was uh, there was those here we are listeners, and I didn't know I didn't know what kind of freaks are listening to this show. I didn't know if it's going to be weird goblin mushrooms with a bunch of here we are listening weirdos. And and it was 
lovely. It was such a fantastic time. It seems like, as far as I could tell, everyone had a great time, uh, ranging from having like a really pleasant, uh, intriguing first experience with psilocybin to people having profound kind of life-changing trips, seemingly. I would love to uh, follow up with everyone. I wonder how everyone's doing a few weeks later. I know my life has been really, uh, not, not perfect, but really, really so much more in balance ever since then. Uh, <laughs> who who knew uh, that all that I needed to stop from feeling crazy was four high doses of psilocybin in 10 days. Um, I did. I had a feeling. Um, but it, I've, I've been taking better care of myself. Still, again, not perfect. We got New Year's coming up. So, you know, we're all going to be perfect in this new year. Uh, are, are you guys are you guys setting uh, New Year's resolutions? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to set all of them. It's like we've talked about this on the podcast before. The science says that you'll only end up disappointed with your New Year's resolution and down on yourself. Uh, but I'm gonna set. I'm gonna. I'm gonna set all of them. I'm just gonna try to be perfect in, in 2018. Meditating every day, exercising every day, stretching, writing, journaling, reading. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm doing it all, guys. I am going for it. I'm gonna eat better. I eat too much candy like a child. I'm gonna I'm going to uh try to eat healthier foods. Uh especially I'm gonna be on the road a bunch. Gonna try to uh do some grocery shopping, avoid fast food, and uh, all of it. I'm gonna be perfect. Um and I wanna see if it because if it lasts for like two days that would be pretty awesome if I'm perfect for like two days at the start of it. I don't think I'd be disappointed with that. I'd have two days of perfection under my belt. Uh, and then as I slowly start falling short of that, um, I'll remember that it is possible for two days to live a perfect life of health and balance and work. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if I can knock it out of the park for two days straight. It's only two days. That's the, that's my... I think that's a pretty easy enough bar to set. A lot of people are like, I'm for the full year. No more anything that I enjoy. And uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not setting anything like that. Uh, that's crazy. Last year's New Year's resolution was to trip more in sensory deprivation tanks. I failed. I didn't do it. I don't know why. I just completely forgot that that was my New Year's resolution. So I'm making that, again, my New Year's resolution for 2018. Um, do more psychedelics in flotation tanks. Uh, actually, I, I talked with uh, Heidi in Massachusetts. Did I haven't talked to her since she she tried. She's going to try some mushrooms in the float tank. But we, we met at the retreat, and I was going on and on about the float tank experience with a little mind-altering substance, she said she had an edible, and it was like a full-on trip, which I've also experienced, but she is a uh, pothead, and so I wasn't sure if that was going to be the same 
thing with her, with a regular um, consumer of marijuana. And it was. So really couldn't say it enough. Thanks thanks again for everyone in 2017 and 16 who hooked me up with floats along the way just because I talk highly about floating. Sometimes I'm in a new area and a float shop place says, hey, come come and have a float on us. This is one of the wonderful benefits of doing this podcast and promoting good things is good people reach out to you and say, we want to thank you with a free float. Um, and so thank you to floating in general. No specific business. There's been a bunch of them. Go check them out. Go check out floating in your local area. Um, I'm not getting paid to say that. I'm just pro-floating. Um, and, oh, last last thing. Oh, seven and a half minutes in. Why didn't I mention? This should have been the first thing that I mentioned. Doing another retreat. Just here we are, listeners. So hoping to hoping to really get in there, get a bunch of science-minded folks in there to all let's wrap our heads around what in the world is going on with psilocybin in large groups because there was some strange stuff that I don't even believe. Sometimes I'm like, I don't, I must not be remembering that correctly. That's how I try to write it off. There's stuff that uh, that doesn't really um, jive well with our our current understandings of science amongst modern academia. Uh, there was there was weird uh, telepathy stuff happening. Me and my man Christian were were really uh, reading each other's minds. It was it was bizarre. There was there was a lot of strange strange prolonged deja vu happening that i'm talking several not everybody but several people like at least five people out of 25 people were reporting these really rather strange kind of synchronicities happening and and uh yeah synchronicities the thing that uh that i've i've never been into i just got a book by carl young uh, about synchronicities so i'm going to start uh reading it a bit more but it's definitely not this is not uh this doesn't fall within the standard model of of uh of the here we are topics um and and so i would love for a bunch of a bunch of skeptical science-minded folks like myself to all get together in jamaica may 5th to 13th and uh gobble a bunch of mushrooms in in a safe so there's a bunch of facilitators around or people watching over you making sure you have water and all that really safe um pleasant environment where it allowed everyone to really go deep in there there was people going to war with some universal love or <laughs> there was people there is people meeting ancestors of theirs and it and real and talking with their like great great grandma it was there was strange strange stuff happening this this is this is not your average eat a couple grams of mushrooms and go to a concert which i'm also all for but uh but this was this is something much much more um profound and meaningful 
than that. I, I don't know how people are feeling now a few weeks later, but uh, but man, it, it really seemed like it had quite the impact on the whole group. So um, if you want to check that out, after one thing I didn't realize is that Jamaican prices are the same as USA prices. So if you if you understand that you're getting this whole retreat, it's all all inclusive. Well, it's breakfast and dinner is covered. You're still gonna need some groceries for lunch and snacks and stuff like that. But breakfast and dinner covered, and in your accommodations, some these wonderful accommodations and all sorts. Of, I'll be doing a couple shows and. Um, you know, working on various talks and things uh, while I'm there and, and bouncing around ideas on you guys. You can bounce them off me. I'll be there helping helping facilitate as well as participating myself. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really, I don't, um, we're hoping to get like, I don't know, at least 12 uh, people there. Here we are, listeners. We had this was a special one. This last one we had twenty five, but but around ten or twelve is kind of the norm. And maybe if we got more than that, it would be better. Um, just in terms of me performing a show to less than ten people is a little weird, but that's okay. I I will uh, I'll do it. Um, I'll do it with bells on. But yeah. Blabbing around twelve minute mark. That's a that's a long intro. I hope uh, I hope you guys will think about it, consider it. It's not too late to make this a Christmas present for somebody, but maybe a Valentine's gift for there's a, there's some couples there. I was surprised there wasn't more couples there because it was uh, my little lady was there. It was a wonderful couples retreat. Um, or, or couples bonding experience. I should say it wasn't a couples retreat. But yeah. So something to consider. May 5th to the 13th. I hope you think about it. Check it out. It's basically a trip to uh, Jamaica to hang out. And, um, and the mushrooms are essentially free in the cost of it. So it's it's a it's a pretty reasonably priced package. So check that out, Michael Meditations, and you can hear more all about the retreat right now. Are we? Yes. Where are we? Here. Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Here We Are podcast. A very special episode. They're all special to me. I often say a very special episode, and then there's a thing in my brain that goes, well, is it? And then then immediately I'm like... Yes, it, it is. They are. They're all. Uh, they're all near and dear to my heart. But I never know how they're going to go necessarily. I never know if they're going to be a good episode because often I'm going into a, uh, a meeting an academic for the first time. I don't know if we're gonna gel. I don't know how much we have in common. I don't know if they're gonna think I'm I'm weird or dumb or crazy all which is all these things that i think about myself all of the time and then project onto strangers but today we have a return guest 
and uh, a friend of mine that we we know um a fair amount about each other mostly um because we've uh we've done mushrooms together and that is a real way to expedite the uh <laughs> the the relationship um <laughs> process uh, so I have joining me Eric Osborne with Myco Meditations. Thank you, Eric, for joining once again the Here We Are podcast. And you also listen to the Here We Are podcast, so you're also up to speed with the aspects of, of science that this podcast explores, the type of things the listener is interested in, because uh, in, in the world of, of psychedelic ex- exploration and exploring the mind and using the mind to explore psychedelics and psychedelics to explore the mind, there is an infinite number of avenues we could explore. And, uh, and what's nice is you have a... You have um, a, a sense of of what's going to kind of appeal to to this audience, and we so we just we just got done with a uh, what, what did you call it? Why don't you why don't you talk about kind of what the intention of this particular this this retreat was a little different than some of yours in the past? What the intention was going into it, you know, why myself and other uh, quote-unquote specialists were, I'm putting quotes around myself as a specialist, not others, and and then what, uh, then let's talk about kind of what we observed, uh, which I thought was really quite um, special and interesting and fascinating, and um, and then we'll, we'll close out the, the episode by, you know, figuring with the, with the integration so we'll we'll hopefully this episode will mimic so i've just set the intention <laughs> and then the we'll go on the journey of the trip um that is this episode talking about our our journey and then we'll close it out with some nice little takeaways uh which is hopefully talking about maybe doing here we are specific trips to jamaica in the future, which will be here, we are listeners only. So people that are a little more um, like-minded in the sense that they like exploring all of these weird psychological ideas and phenomena and neuroscience um, and getting them all together and then having some real uh, inward investigations. So, what what the hell happened this last uh, this last week? What what were what were you trying to build going into it? Well, as you know, I first reached out to you because um, I was interested in the way that you blend academia and direct experience, uh, particularly with the subject of psychedelics um, and, you know, exploring evolution uh, and consciousness itself. And then Catherine being, you know, a... um, Catherine McLean. Catherine McLean, yes, yes, joined us. um, I already did the interview with her for Here We Are, and she'll be in an upcoming episode. Her being the classically trained scientist, uh, someone that could offer that perspective uh, to the guests. And she also is just, you know, she is a scientist, um, but she is also, you know, an experimenter in, in a broader sense, an experiencer. Right. So just a little teaser for that episode. Um, she's been studying um for example, mushrooms in Johns Hopkins, where people are in a lab doing mushrooms in this uh, very sterile kind of clinical setting. 
and she has become more interested in what happens when you when you start studying psychedelics outside of the lab which uh which you and i have been doing <laughs> for some time most people <laughs> most, <laughs> most people most right <laughs> yeah right so uh, it's so interesting anyway, that what she the, has the, these the, two the build the build what yeah. i what i really wanted to build and design this specific retreat to be was a real healthy balance of that intellectual and experiential um, and that's generally what I try to do all the time. That's why, like I said, I was interested in your podcast uh, originally. So um, it worked out well, and you guys brought in all of your skills, uh, experience, and uh, it just went wonderfully, man. I can't even say, you know, you're talking earlier in the episode, is this special, is this special? You know, this was a this was a very special retreat. They're all special, though. When they start, you know, and you're like, oh, am I saying And you spend a couple of days with people, and you start doing mushrooms together and really talking about yourself, um, thinking about yourself and your life. It's, uh, expediates the bonding and the growth, like you said, and, um, uh, that's what I was seeking to create. And that's what it seems like came out. And, and even like to say that I was seeking to create it, that's like egoic. I wasn't really like, this is just like what's working through the process, you know, what it might, the inspiration leads to. So, right. I mean, but this is why we set intentions is, is to, figure out um how how to guide ourselves through this um sense of direction some sense of direction odd chaotic mm. world and universe that we're exploring so you would know the answer to this better than me because i i have uh uh the worst memory i'm bad at remembering names i'm uh and i'm i have a yeah, this is something that I explored a lot. I, I spend so much time, um, you know, kind of thinking about how to communicate to, say, an audience of 40,000 listeners or how to get up on stage in front of a, a huge um, group of people and um, and kind of control a room and a, a larger network of, of computers. And there's all these little... Uh, tricks uh to doing that but i've but i have in that process uh my brain has wired itself for that and i have a a little bit of a difficult time um uh, being attentive to uh individual people's needs sometimes in, in smaller conversations just because the, the brain only has so many uh, skills that I can focus on, but you, um, you did a very, you do a very nice job with this retreat of finding out why people are coming here and really attending to each individual's needs and seeing how, because everyone, I, I think that these psychedelics are tapping into these inner worlds, um, within us and, <laughs> or layers of different perceptions that, uh, and, each individual has a different uh, a different course that they're on in life, and it's going to show them different things about themselves. And so, your attentiveness to the individual's needs was uh, was really impressive. But uh, that all of that is to ask a rather simple question: <laughs> How many people here was was it their first experience with psychedelics? I think we had four this time, maybe five. Uh, it was their first experience. And those are always, not all, it's like uh, some of my favorites. It's always very special to introduce someone to psilocybin. And uh, it's something, yeah, I take it seriously. People come to this for uh, any, uh, as many number of people come 
that many different reasons they come for, you know, so it's just so important to, you know, help it. people feel comfortable with themselves and why they came and in the larger group. Um, cause I mean, you're setting up a very, uh, powerful experience that some may think they're more prepared for than they really are. You know? Right. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> it was really interesting. I had my own journey as I was, um, as I was doing mushrooms with the group the entire time of, uh, I, I mean, I had, here we are listeners here and it was a little, and, and then I, you know, I'm, I'm also, I, I did, uh, I did two shows while I was here. So, uh, understanding the way in which people view you and their expectations of, of, uh, of <laughs> someone and, and everything it was, uh, was, was a real head fuck, but it was also, <laughs> it, it also helped me understand myself better and understand others, um, a lot more too. I've definitely, as, uh, as you, we were just talking before this podcast that you and I have had so many experiences that you kind of already work through all of your, I mean, it's a never ending process, yeah. but you work through <laughs> many of your kind of base level, shall we say, insecurities and, and different traumatic incidences in life and whatnot. And then you start kind of thinking about the broader aspects of you start thinking about humanity in general and, mm -hmm. and, um, these, uh, these different aspects of, of, uh, of life. And it, and it's really interesting to see, uh, all of these different, um, I mean, we're all reflections of humanity. We're all humans, so we are all different examples of what um, of, of the many possibilities and constraints of the human condition. And and it's interesting to see a little a sample of that when you have these uh, these experiences. Is that it, do you kind of feel that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you actually took me into. I was. <clears throat> thinking about the microbiota of the individuals we are all these you know um, it is what what we're engaged with we don't understand mm -hmm. you know we are gaining understanding perhaps uh, and finding language for it uh, but anyone that says that they know what's going on in the psychedelic world is clearly a charlatan i mean i think it when i when i try to like put my foot down and make some broad claims about what <laughs> the about, about about what's happening um in, in some sort of a grounded reality which we, you got to be careful with that because it pulls the rug out from under you every single time but but it seems as if um you know our our conscious awareness is you know writing this story i mean i think a lot of what science is doing is investigating these different narratives that we create for ourselves and testing them and seeing how, um, you know, a good, a good story, you need to be able to suspend your disbelief. And as we, and as we, uh, as we learn more about this story of life, um, there are some inconsistencies that, that pop up, which this is what science is really great at is figuring out these, these ins inconsistencies and, um, perhaps helping guide, and being like, well, well, if we're saying the story is this, then uh, okay, let's. Uh, then we've built that world. But then, why is this happening? If 
if we've already supposed that um, that um, you know this aspect of this uh, you know superman has this powers then why uh, has these powers then why did this happen you know you kind of pick up on that within when you're watching a movie and we are watching this story of life in front of us and so we're all writing this story and we're kind of it seems like we're kind of filling in the details together and science is is helping fill in some of the details psychedelics is helping fill in some of the details and then just life experience and the many different occupations that we all have and everything else is filling in the many different uh details of well life. i hope you don't mind me saying that you know as you brought up this week uh it seems like the story is being written from the future. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, I don't worship at the altar of religion and I don't worship at the altar of science. Right. You know, nobody knows what's going on. We are all explorers. And, um, the more we can just let go of <laughs> this egoic notion that we've got it figured out, mm-hmm. then the better, the quicker we'll move forward and really actually having experiences and then we get in these places that we can't even put them into words. Like right. the day when you and I were walking around, and I didn't even eat mushrooms that day, the one day that I didn't eat mushrooms with the group, and we were just walking around with Mark and yourself and a couple of people through there. There were a couple of times where just like the eyes, locking the eyes and knowing that we are exchanged in this, uh, I, I want to stay grounded with it like we said, right. but we are in this communication with each other, nonverbal communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, and who knows what it is? I mean, we all know that you can pick up on body language. You can right, pick right. up on, well, on just different silence. You know, the silent and... retreats. I've never done anything like a silent retreat, but I can I can imagine that being within a group of ten or fifteen people and you're silent for a week, that there would be some community. You'd have to communicate. You're going to find ways to communicate. Right, right, right. You know, so yeah, I'm not saying we're reading minds with psychedelics, but there's there there are such interesting phenomenon within the human experience that we can't help but explore them and we don't have the we don't have the language for them we don't have the hard facts saying this is what it is and then even do i thought you were going to say when you put your foot down because what happens to me when i say i know this i put my foot down i know this and the ground just shatters below my feet and i fall into the depths because i don't know right yeah i've experienced a bit of that let's so, I mean, all of this seems like metaphors for things, us trying to articulate what this what this world is, and we're kind mm. of creating metaphors all of the time. So I, I think something that might be helpful is if there are, um, so we can be completely anonymous here, um, and I, I think that it's okay to share some of the people's experiences that were on oh, well, the show. Yeah, I don't know how like specific. There were there were only two we that asked. Yeah, I've been asked not to share their because we always you know give respect. So because we have so we have people that uh, have never done. So let's let's just talk like right now we're talking to a whole lot of people that have never done a psychedelic before. Really, that have, well, what percentage of your audience do you think has done psychedelics or haven't? Whatever. What's the percentages? I bet 15% have done psychedelics. Really? 
Why, you think it's more than that? Well, I mean, you got a lot of psychedelic episodes. Maybe they just don't listen to those, or I don't know. Well, You're I watching mean, your stats, but the, you have a lot of psychedelic information on your podcast. Well, I mean, I talk about psychedelics within, but we've only done, I think this is maybe the 10th episode out of 100 or 50 or so that really? that talks about psychedelics. It's just the ones that people pay the most attention to. Yeah, and, well, and, it and, is one of my favorite it, topics. It, it's, the one, it's the ones that people <laughs> seem to like the most, and it yeah. gets more listens and everything else. Mm-hmm. I actually restrain my myself from talking about psychedelics more than I do. Yeah, I've definitely heard you do that. But, well, anyway, so people that haven't used a psychedelic, um, while I can't imagine life without having just at least one experience like that. I mean, just like that, that it is equivalent to any of the initiatory experiences. Um, the experience itself, I don't know. I, um, it's, you know, everyone's experience is unique, uh, kind of the general um, introduction is that it is akin to a waking dream and you're, you're there with the, with the dream, you know, you can't get out of it or, you know, you can choose how, you know, you go through the experience. You know, if you're, if you are familiar and skilled with, um, um, what is the sleep, um, Oh, uh, oh my God. Lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Yeah, yeah, Lucid yeah. dreaming. If you're familiar with that, then that's probably the closest thing that I can give to the, you know, baseline consciousness experience of psychedelics. What are your thoughts with that? Yeah. Um, dreaming's weird. I definitely was thinking about, um, dreaming, uh, earlier today, actually. And the many things that this computer puts our consciousness through, when when we are dreaming sometimes we're running from things or dying or like sometimes we're having sex and having these reward systems and uh, being set off and and uh it's it's uh i mean it's there's a it is a nice comparison because psychedelics definitely suspend your disbelief a little bit and dreams Dreams do this amazing right. job of <clears throat> shutting down the now. prefrontal cortex and allowing you to like I've had I've had in a dream before I've had like a four foot long penis and didn't question it like you know like <laughs> like I was just like oh yeah my penis is four foot long and I'm just remembering now day, yep. that and, yeah. and it was like this real problematic issue too like well my dick's too big and <laughs> and it was there wasn't any part of me that went like wait a second Shane have you all throughout your life had this problem of your dick being feet too long (laughs) there there wasn't there wasn't (laughs) one little bit of me that questioned it for a second that was just like yeah you know got this problematic four uh, four foot long erection and now i don't know i I don't know how i'm gonna have sex without hurting women anymore and (laughs) And like having to sort all that out, and 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 that is, uh, I mean, I I like I love using uh, dick jokes to tell, um, to, uh, to to help make comparisons because dicks are silly, but but that is that's a great example. All of the time that that we as men spend thinking about our penises, playing with our dumb penises, trying to use our penises. And just one dream for the first time in my life, and yeah. and even that, like I I just couldn't pick up on the fact that that was an inconsistency. 
<laughs> within the general narrative of my life. And, yeah. and psychedelics seem to be doing the same sort of thing yeah. where, where all of the sudden time travel is possible, deja vu is possible, all of, all, it breaks down what is, um, is possible. And I think that within that, sometimes there are these incredible metaphors that do have grounding in this regular old everyday perception for sure that we are all familiar with and that's what i was kind of um hoping to get into so as an example um someone might like there was someone this week um that that felt like they were at war with the idea of universal love, like the aspect of love that that exists throughout. So, you know, what is love is connections and what fuels love is this, uh, you know, we have these different desires for it. There's all of the, there's a zillion different aspects of, of love that have been articulated through song and and dance and this is something that many of us um, care about all of the time and so then that kind of gets projected into this seeming external world where now you're looking up at the stars and you're fighting this battle for or against this universal love thing and but at the same time um, this woman had in her in her grounded everyday life had had some uh I think um, a a spouse that she's had basically gone watching, through. She's watching her mother and husband pass away slowly, right? And she's the primary caretaker, right? Yeah. And and so there there's this trying to hold on to these things that that you love, but understanding the inevitability of of death and how sometimes you have to let go of these of these things that that you love and this gets projected in this insane metaphor that i mean i've seen i've looked up at the stars and seen great battles being mm-hmm, fought mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. like uh, uh men and women <clears throat> and men and other men mostly right. men and other men yeah, no. <laughs> um, it was just a balance always trying to to find itself and you know it's going to create struggle and friction um and watching her so she's a second time visitor down um, and seeing the progress that she's made. She was a first-time consumer when she came in February of this year. Um, she had had a horrific year with auto accidents and family illness and just everything you can imagine. And she read about the Johns Hopkins study and um, sought out the experience, came down. And so I've been now keeping up with her over the months and um, she came back down again and to see her go to this next level in understanding of her real world everyday experience, you know, cause the psychedelic experiences, if they don't come back and positively influence our real our everyday world, then they're valueless or they're just, it's just masturbation of the mind. You know, yeah. it's, it's all has potential to be directly applied to the everyday experience and make us, Help us become more complete, well-balanced. Well, I mean, it's also just understanding 
the mind too and understanding aspects of neuroscience that we are not totally familiar with it's it's uh it's nice to have these these hard aspects of science where it's like we can see this neuron acting in this way and connecting with other neurons and and creating these neural loops but then how how does all of this eventually turn into this conscious experience and it seems like there's these layers going all mm-hmm, the way up mm-hmm. and so much of um how we're making decisions isn't based on this thought out um conscious let's see if i okay here's here's a fork in the road in life and i have these two choices and i'm going to make a list of pros and cons for every damn little decision in life a lot of times you just have a feeling mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you don't even realize it right. and it just guides you that's why I, I said intuition at the start and i kind of hesitated because i know you're saying to keep it grounded because this week we have been talking in some pretty extreme metaphors right um but yeah i mean there's with the, within the experience when i work with the guests um you know i found that i'm I'm a better facilitator of experience when I am dosed um, to some degree on mm-hmm. psilocybin because my intuition is um, it's just more readily available. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't know. You know. Um, I think you're mentioning mentioning neural growth. Uh, the brain imaging under psychedelics is extremely interesting, and correlating that with the uncovering of different layers of consciousness um it's just really it's fascinating um and what it leads me to consider is that you know as i think more and more people are talking about this that consciousness exists outside of the human mind you know and that we are these feedback loops um antennas and we're receivers and transmitters uh, where the mind is and it you know mind exists within look at look at whales these things and creatures that communicate in ways that we can never know right. you know one of, one of the jamaican drivers that we had here was telling a story about right before hurricane ivan that um, all of the sand crabs just two days before the hurricane went to the to the hills like you know went high up on the land they were filling people's houses and just getting in wherever they could and they there is some communication going on there that perceived of this hurricane Mm-hmm. two days in advance you know, and we don't have an understanding for that well i mean i, I or explanation rather i think that um i think that we are trying to i i do think that every human is like kind of just a little bit of a different flavor of the human experience mm-hmm. and that there are these constraints on what's possible and we kind of pick up and evaluate so we kind of you you look within you look at others to kind of decide for yourself in a way of like how who you are how you should behave Mm -hmm. what um what the best direction is for you and then we we even uh if you look at what we do with film we now create these these archetypes of we create these ideals of what we want uh humans to be and good and evil and and these uh which is all just kind of a metaphor that people then connect to and then you have uh you know you you have these um there i've 
I don't think I've ever done a show where afterwards someone didn't come up with me and say that I reminded them of someone that they know. And this is how this is how we have to assess others too, is we have to we have to um search that database of past experience with other people and then apply it mm. to the experience of meeting new people and then being like oh that reminds me of this thing mm-hmm. like me as a comedian i'll i'll go and i'll i mean who i get compared to on say a youtube comments is is simply it has much less to do with me and has way more to do with who is popular within comedy mm, right now right. so people are only watching so much comedy so if, if jim well, gaffigan you know, happens to be the th- hot thing then then it's gaffigan if it's daniel tosh i, I got i go through the fa- you know tosh.0 comes up becomes popular all of a sudden people are comparing me to him louis ck becomes popular people are comparing me to him people, yeah, it's a frame people, of reference yeah, you know, it's just yeah. A, and then if 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 all you're familiar with is jerry seinfeld yeah. then every comedian seems a little now like jerry it, seinfeld now that you mention <laughs> i mean who are these people making these comparisons to jerry seinfeld well yeah i mean we we we're gonna find that and even now i'm like actually while you were talking i I was comparing what you were saying to something Timothy Leary said about consciousness, you know, that we are all consciousness exploring itself subjectively. And what we're talking about really is not anything new. Um, I think it would be smart for scientists to actually go to the uh, indigenous peoples who are still working with psychedelics and try to understand, you know, part of their spec, their, their reality of it. What I'm, I'm continually intrigued by, and we've talked about several times this week, um, are the, the the non-conscious communications mm-hmm. like pheromones, like uh, bacterial populations in the human biome, and how we're drawn to each other, and how the, we we know that bacteria and viruses can influence their host, right? Mm-hmm. And like how the people that we're drawn to, and the situations we find ourselves in conversations, um, it just it just fascinates me. Um, what draws certain people together and how we um, communicate. You mentioned um, birth control before and how that can change hormonal behavior or perception. That's just fascinating stuff. Yeah, I mean, we we have these limited resources within the brain. We only have so much energy going through them and and we have all of these. Uh, we're trying to put together simulations of our best course of action. We're putting together ideas. We're figuring out how, how to best um, make use of this time or to pass time or to relax or whatever it might be. Um, our, our brain's doing that very quickly, delegating energy to different parts of the, of the brain um, that are working on these different aspects of our life. And then, so so then to kind of anthropomorphize that put yourself in the place of put yourself in the shoes of an idea in your head that you've built and then you and then all of a sudden you have all of these ideas kind of bidding for your conscious attention because as you're thinking of of the idea of this right now what i'm thinking about this idea is generating 
a lot of energy. It's pulling a lot of energy from uh, from what is available within my mind. Doesn't doesn't the brain use like twenty percent of the body's energy? Mm -hmm. It's been yes, significant. something like that. Yeah. And but but then if I if I go and uh, like if I go and jump off of a diving board or something like that all of that energy is going to quickly be delegated away from this idea that i'm having right now and into aligning my body with the correct posture and mm -hmm. what drawing from whatever it's learned from the past about how yeah, the it's body amazing. moves we're, through water yeah it's a we're amazing i like i like it. initially kind of irked me that you use use the computer metaphor a lot for the mind you know because mm -hmm. it's you know, inorganic versus organic, I guess. And, but I, I, I like that because it is a network and, you know, mycelium functions in a very, very similar manner. Um, and all of this, and which, which is what leads me to believe that we really are creating, um, the high potential for, uh, artificial, true artificial intelligence, because we are mimicking the networks that nature already utilizes to convey and store information. Right. Yeah. Seems like life is looking for connections. Speaking of connections, speaking of uh, incentives, um, what what do you think? Uh, how do you think you're being pulled? Like what what is it that connects you to this work so strongly? I'm very I'm very grateful that you are um, such a passionate advocate for this because. Uh, I don't understand. Um, I don't fully understand how mushrooms are illegal. I don't. I don't get how. I mean, I, I think this is just a lack of a lack of experience and and um, people that have dick bags that have never done them <laughs> being scared of the threat that people questioning things yeah. and opening up to things and and becoming more aware of certain aspects of life is a threat to people that, uh, that, well, you know, haven't had experience. With this. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, we had us, another scientist join us as a first time psilocybin, any drug user participant. He is a uh, marine biologist and he, his, one of his biggest takeaways is that he couldn't believe that he didn't have access to this when he was in grad school because what it would have done for his curiosity. He was just exploring the coral, the algae, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, it's just like, it's just misconceptions. It's misconceptions about what these things are. And the education, quote unquote, education around drugs has been um, inept, if not uh, purposefully misleading. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just, I, I, I love mushrooms as a biological phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I started out not with, uh, psychoactive mushrooms. I started out cultivating, uh, wild medicinal species, uh, like reishi and turkey tail, uh, that are powerful anti-carcinogens, anti-inflammatories. Uh, they're, it's really, really interesting. You can clone mushrooms from wild specimens on self-poured agar petri dishes and grow out the mycelium and the whole process of spawn production it's just fascinating uh, and then getting into the ecology of mushrooms there's so little that we know 12 percent of the fungal species have been identified uh, with the, the single largest organism and one of the oldest organisms on the planet is a mycelial mat uh, out in oregon uh, like 
I could rant on and on. Go check Paul Stamets and he what he, the work that he's been doing. Um, there are mycologists. There are mycologists that have really been building a an ecological and and agricultural revolution. And fungi are going to play a huge part, uh, a huge role in um, feeding ourselves physically and mentally. Uh, so psilocybin is something that, um, for you know, metaphorically or in real sense, I you know has, has spoken to me uh, over the years. Uh, I was gifted serendipitously spores. Never would go and buy them online or anything. I've been very uh, hesitant to break laws, and you know, um, especially with something that is a Schedule One, you know, felony. Um, you know, that being said, I just developed a long relationship cloning individual specimens and developing my own strains um, until I was reported and arrested and um, then really started to push the work here at Michael Meditations because it's a, you know, I, all, all along I wanted to get out of uh, illegal mushrooms in the States because I'm proud of this work. It's beautiful. The change that I've seen in people's lives over the years and have experienced myself, I, I know you know, it's it's just it's so beautiful and so powerful. Um, so now, fortunately, because I was arrested, ironically enough, uh, you know, I can, I'm doing these publicly in Jamaica and we're able to freely invite people from around the world. And we are having people, we had listeners, one of your listeners from New Zealand last month, we had a guy from Australia. We've had people from Vietnam, all over the States, uh, South America. And it's, it is connections. Just like you said, we're building connections, people who have never experienced psychedelics and then mushrooms being a very, a very special, you know, they're not an animal, not a plant um, entity to engage with. And, and by that, I mean a real world biological entity. Um, you know, these are organisms. Some of the, the strains that I developed and grew for five to seven years from clone after clone. Uh, and you it actually becomes something comparable to a pet that you actually, you know, you can eat. um so uh, listeners may have noticed uh there's we've been having to pause here and there because we're recording some stuff for video to um to maybe have a little ad thing for we may test out doing specific here we are um podcast mushroom retreats which i think would be really awesome we're trying to gauge um if there is enough interest for that i think that everyone i mean um not everyone had an experience that was that was like as magical as like like i think i think some people were were hoping to like see god or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that and uh it's not always gonna happen on the, on the first go around or ever uh, but um and others do um i, I mean i think uh, i think a lot of people had some pretty pretty uh wild um experiences and shifts in perception and um and then and then and then the people that didn't have those more which i let's call more like mystical spiritual type experiences had had just a much more grounded therapeutic still yeah uh, still yeah the, the one gentleman um who had been through a lot of family trauma you know he had a very very grounded and emotional experience relating to his relationships with his family members and um, 
Yeah, but he had. That's not to say he didn't gain just as much as anyone right. who you know had some profound encounter with a lost ancestor or something. Yeah, something there was whatever. a lot of that <laughs> going around. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, I think it's more common than not. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, psychedelics in general. Yeah, yeah they. I you know I but, I've but done, like, well no, I, w- I want to say I want to say because you know, for those who are not initiated to it th- that's when it starts to sound yeah. kind of flaky and crazy and it's believe it's really me not, I know how flaky but, and crazy like, it what sounds, an adventure seriously like, you you can have weird the, you can have happens. the odyssey you can experience being you know, right the, the the hero or the character in whatever your story is, you do experience that. Well, I mean, look, we've all seen a billion movies. Those exist somewhere in our minds. And, and sometimes when, when we do these, these things our our brain, that's all of a sudden having these very different perceptions starts to make sense of what Mm -hmm. this new environment is and what's going on. And I think it does tap into some books that you've read and some, Mm -hmm. and and some movies that you've seen and stuff. And so, and so awesome. You know, I mean, we're all working toward a, uh, you know, eventually a movie theater will instead be this virtual simulation right, where right. where you get to be, you know, the the hero character in 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 the Braveheart movie or you know whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You get to actually play that uh, character. Careful what you wish for, uh, <laughs> by the way. Um, but um, <laughs> but. Yeah. But uh, because we we insert a lot of unnecessary drama in some of the stories of our lives. But, um, you know, this is something that we're trying to do with technology already. We all lose ourselves in in movies and films. The brain has the capability of doing that. Mm -hmm. So as long as you know that and, and, and don't let it freak you out too much when all of a sudden your brain taps into... Um, you know the uh, the Avatar movie because that's that's your brain making sense of right. what's happening in this moment. It can be just this incredible moving learning experience. This is all you know. You you read someone in a children's book and and there's like a you know a moral at the end of the story. It doesn't it doesn't because because like. Uh, SpongeBob or something like that doesn't actually exist. Doesn't mean that some lesson or some moral behind it, right. it is somehow less significant or less real or less important. Absolutely. And uh, and so this is this is the sort of thing that um, uh, I think I, uh, you're really good at, um, kind of helping guide people through and and I was glad to see that I'm I'm pretty good at this too. I mean, I've been <laughs> tripping with people for a long time, but there was definitely there is a man, when you get a large group of people doing <laughs> a huge massive massive doses <laughs> of of yeah. psilocybin there is well, some t- weird weird energy mm-hmm. zipping around mm-hmm. and i i that's what i like about the idea of i was like man let's get more scientific minded people here to so yeah. so that when i start seeing these weird synchronicities and deja vu and telepathy i can be like hey 
hey, other skeptics that listen to my stuff, what do you make of all of right. Did you guys all just see this weird thing happen? Yeah, we had a, a guy down um, for um, the Shroom Fest that Ari, Ari has initiated the Shroom Fest. We do an annual Shroom Fest retreat here. And a gentleman came down this year who was a um, high-level security uh, computer scientist. And he and I shared, um, well, we both experienced the same thing um, separately. And then we came together after the experience and communicated that we both had experienced the same thing. And as is the case when that occurs is usually you can just say, hmm, interesting, you know, fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it? We don't know. Um, but yeah, there have been several very intelligent and highly trained professionals who have come down for their first psilocybin experience. And those have honestly, I, I can never say that any type of, uh, consumer is my favorite you know but i really enjoy the people who have a a good understanding of their own mind and their past experience and they can really go far with psilocybin Uh, because you know you're commenting on the level of the doses and they are there are significant doses but they're not truly really pushing the threshold ultimately pushing the threshold right i mean they are pushing it but there's still so much further that we can go. So we're thinking maybe April. We haven't put together the dates yet. But if you want to write um, Michael Meditations or write me on the here we are podcast.com website, see if you're interested in uh, in coming down and exploring this. I will say, um, um, being here. See, I didn't. I didn't know how. Like this. This is a very affordable retreat when you're here and you realize that everything in jamaica is actually like u.s prices you know a ten dollar meal in the u.s is about equivalent to a ten dollar meal here in jamaica and you're talking about a 10-day retreat with these meals included and accommodations and all this stuff for you know a few thousand dollars and having having a having facilitators i mean we'll have to oh it's not gonna be exactly yeah but we get we would pick our group for that one that's really an interesting yeah yeah so so the thing is is we can build it together so so there's like this is what's exciting me about this is is so say there's a listener right now that uh that is uh that's way into yoga one of the days during the integration you could lead everyone through through yoga if uh if if some of you are into like uh, like like i brought my poi down here and started spinning that around if you're into like juggling if you're into meditation practices or painting or whatever you could bring some of your stuff down and we could all kind of contribute together to the this uh this experience and we had a little bit of that Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. on this one and i think we I think we could... Uh, oh, it can be further facilitated. Yeah. yeah, and I look forward to that. You know, this is a beginning project, and I really appreciate you coming down. And, um, you know, just it was an experiment for you to see if this is something that you might want to engage with. I mean, you know, mushrooms I know are very special to you, mm-hmm. and there's really nowhere else that I know of that is really being, like, psilocybin advocacy. I mean, mm-hmm. there are nonprofits and whatnot in the U.S., but to actually go and engage with the mushroom... I mean, my main thing, my main argument that I can imagine anyone making, because I thought of it, is like, well, you know, why not just get a bag of mushrooms and eat them by myself? Right. And uh, and one, I think, kind of like when I 
when I crunched the numbers, I was like, well, the mushrooms are free, really. <laughs> like you're you're so getting a you lot of mushrooms. To come to Jamaica. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're you're getting a lot of mushrooms basically for free, um, and and it's it's just different. I was able to go a lot deeper because I there was a lot of people just managing it. Usually, in the times that I've tripped with this many people, I've always had to take charge. I've always had to watch over everybody, mm. and I haven't really been able to tap into it um, because I have to stay. I have to really keep my wits about right. me. And, um, and the amazing journey that you can go on when you're not like, I mean, I've done mushrooms by myself so many times and there's still some barrier in there where you have to be like, all right, let's make sure we don't do anything stupid and, and get ourselves in trouble or go run out into the street or whatever. The things that never actually happen, but, but those thoughts that keep you from exploring. Same thing with the legality. I mean, the the, the legality here. Even for me, as much as I've eaten mushrooms in the States in the past, there was never a trip that the police didn't come to my mind. Right. And here, that is not a thought at all. So you can really just let go. So, yeah, I would love. I've been a fan of the here we are, you know, for quite some time. That's really, like I said, the primary way that I came to your comedic work. Um, And it would be really awesome, especially if there are. Uh, psychedelic virgins out there listening to the here we are that joined us in jamaica and popped that <laughs> well, yeah i mean i don't i guess i don't really care how much experience someone has it'd be awesome to have some real uh people with a lot of experience oh yeah as yeah well. oh yeah there's a lot of diversity in the in the in the trip but but if you've never had a, an experience before this is one of the better um kind of first first timer experiences because the the level of expertise here that that uh that comes with it um is is just very uh securing and reassuring um so yeah so maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll put this together and and see you guys in April I know that I would like to uh come back and keep investigating <laughs> more and uh, and there's definitely a just a different energy in Jamaica in general. Um, and, and so, yeah, um, come and check it out and check out Michael Meditations because they you do retreats almost monthly. Yeah, um, every, month we, every month we have them scheduled. Mm-hmm. And and so even if even if you can't make a here if we are. If there are any ladies that listen to this before, I mean, uh, Catherine McLean's doing a, a lady, a women's retreat. And that's, that's, that's really awesome to see someone kind of, wanting to take the helm on that and bring women into this more experience, more women, obviously so much trauma in the female population because of our four foot dicks swinging. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sorry about the four foot penis. Um, you gotta watch out for it. Uh, <laughs> all right. What a weird way to end. That's, that's, that's I mean, it, it's, it's psychedelics. It's going to get a little weird. What are you going to do? I you think just, we did a pretty good job of keeping it, it grounded, though. Yeah, we did yeah, a pretty good job. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, thank you guys all for being such wonderful, curious listeners. We'll talk with you next week. Once again, please check out the Myco Meditations Retreat May 5th through the 13th for Here We Are podcast listeners only. You can meet other Here We Are listeners, other science-minded 
curious, wonderful people. So far, I meet a lot of you guys on the road and everything, and I don't, it's not that I get to know you really well. You might be serial killers or something like that, and I would never know, and you're just perfectly charming in real life. Who knows? But of, of the Here We Are listeners that I've met, everyone seems like really cool, intelligent, um, uh, kind people, and uh, and I would hope so. I hope I would hope that's the sort of thing that this podcast, the sort of audience that this podcast cultivates. Um, to, I mean, if you're a horrible person, you should come and join the retreat as well. Maybe we'll work on that. <laughs> Maybe that's something we can work on for you. Is making you less horrible. Uh, but this this wasn't this wasn't Eric's idea. This is uh, this is my idea to do a here we are retreat after i went there after i saw what was going on having all the 21 years of mushroom experience that i have this was really something special and i uh i just wanted to um pursue it more i think it's a really amazing opportunity so please check that out thank you for downloading the laughable app for all of your comedy podcast needs and for subscribing to me on the laughable app so you know when i'm on another person's podcast it'll pop right up in your feed there for you and outside of that next week on the show let's i have a few in the bank i've been doing a lot of psychedelic episodes lately and i'm gonna have to space them out a little bit i can't just have i just i can't just have 10 episodes about psychedelics in a row otherwise i i go to get guests in uh in some animal behavior person and then they look and then i look like some drug crazed wild man who talks about nothing but psychedelics and people still have uh there's a lot of stigma out there that we're hoping to tear down but it exists and we're trying to navigate in the world that is still uh full of all sorts of stigma and so uh so i'm gonna space out the episodes a little bit but i think i will uh next week um i talk with uh, emmanuel spherios <clears throat> who is the maker of mdma the movie which uh, is is supposed to be finished in 2018. I saw a 26-minute preview of it. It's fantastic. Emmanuel actually has a little part in my documentary as well. Actually, a pretty significant part. He's a fantastic uh, speaker, really, really knows his stuff. Really knows this MDMA. Big fan of MDMA, that guy. Really knows his harm reduction, so... We're going to be talking a lot about harm reduction. If you've never done MDMA before, or even if you have, um, actually, I, I know a bunch of people that do MDMA regularly and don't know some of the the basics on how to do MDMA uh, correctly. So we're basically going to teach you next week about harm reduction, but we're also going to teach you how to uh, safely um, obtain test and do mdma how wonderful is that i am uh, real proud of this podcast guys real proud 
Um, I hope you enjoy the holidays. Um, special thanks to Ramin Nazer. Please check out all of his work, RaminNazer.com. And the outro music is done by The Long Hut from Pittsburgh. And if you want to know more about new indie music, check out the Jimmy Fro podcast. And that's about it. I'll talk with you guys next week. Those of you that listen all the way to the end, you are, of course, my favorite. I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL, no. the 70s were crazy. Night. <laughs> the crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Scarface, 22 to 45. (laughs) Like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. (laughs) 
walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even? Why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype, <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, (laughs) he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. (laughs) Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. (laughs) 